0: The Stinkin' Truth Podcast, presented by Core Water. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Schlereth. Presenting sponsor is our great friends over at Core Water, hydratewithcore.com. It's about an hour before the Super Bowl, so I thought I would give you some final thoughts because... I've had a lot of people ask me questions about this matchup. And so just a couple of things to look for during the course of this game. One, I've had a lot of people ask me the differences between Bell Belichick and Sean McVay. And obviously, there's, you know, the, the personal kind of side of the two. One's really a dynamic kind of leader, quote-unquote, guy that's out there in front. The other, not so much. Obviously, McTube is um, just a huge kind of personality and exudes energy, where on the outside surface, Bill Belichick doesn't do that. But I will tell you, he is one of those guys that probably doesn't get credit for, you know, the kind of motivator and the kind of ins- inspirational figure that he is behind closed doors. I'll tell you this. Here's the thing that the similarity of these two teams, when you talk to players that play on this team, now I've played against Bill Belichick a bunch, and I have played for him in a Pro Bowl in the last two years, I've done three Rams games and met with Sean McVay three times. There are far more similarities, especially the way these guys teach and coach football. Um, I just think those teams, when you talk to their players – They'll tell you they they have a better base knowledge because of the guys that they have played for, because of Belichick and because of Sean McVay, that their base knowledge of football has grown immensely because of their coaching. It's not just enough to tell you what to do, but they want to tell you how to do it, why you're doing it, and how eventually it's going to win you a football game. And that sounds simplistic, but it's really hard. And I just think talking to their players, they just have a better understanding and base knowledge of football in general. So the similarities of these two teams are, I mean, are, are really great and they are exceptionally well coached. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me a couple of questions. So I'm just going to tell you my thought process on this. How do you block Aaron Donald? Well, I've game-planned against Lawrence Taylor, I've game-planned against Reggie White, Warren Sapp, John Randall, um, you name it, some of the best of the best, Junior sayout, guys like that, Derek Thomas. And one thing that we always did was we wanted those guys to be involved in the game. We wanted those guys to have to make plays at the point of attack. So we never tried to run away from those guys because they're so athletic and they, they rely on that athleticism. Turn tight corners to get you in the backfield, strip sack fumble type of stuff. So what we always want to do is run at that guy. Because when you run at that guy, eventually he has to stop his feet. Therefore, he limits or you limit his athleticism. So don't run away from him. Run at him. If I'm facing Aaron Donald, I'm doing everything in my power to give him as many looks at the point of attack as possible. So, you know, I influence with a guard, and I trap him with the other guard. Now I slide the tight end across the formation and ear hole him on the inside with a wham block. Then I do it from the other side with a tight end going outside in and wham him on the outside ear hole. Uh, you know, with that tight end. I run a fullback at, at him and block him with a fullback. I double-team him at the point of attack. And what I want to make him do is get involved in the run game. I want him to have to defend the run. I want him to have to stop his feet and make tackles. And even, as it for, even if it's a, a tackle for no gain or a yard or two yards, what that's going to help me do is block him in play action. So if I get a five-step drop with no hitches and I know my quarterback's going to get rid of it quick, I can upkick him. I can jump him and show run, even though it's a pass, and I'll probably be able to survive one-on-one with that type of block. So it's imperative that you game plan him that way. I will tell you one thing that's really interests me about the Rams. The Rams base everything out of wide zone. So it's 19 handoff, it's 18 handoff, it's 18 handoff force, 19 handoff force. It's uh, 19 pitch, 19 toss, 18 pitch, 18 toss. And all that really means is the back has a path toward the hip, the inside hip of the tight end. But he's really trying to get the defense to stretch and find that cutback lane. And he wants to enter the he wants to enter the line of scrimmage where that tight end actually lines up, not where he happens to block the guy, but where he lines up. And one issue the Patriots have had is stopping the wide zone blocking scheme. They've always had a difficult time doing that so much so that when Eric Mangini left the league and came to work for ESPN with me for a couple of years, he pulled me aside one afternoon and I did about a two hour tutorial on what we try to do when it comes to zone running. So I really feel like if the Rams can, can solidify that, they can get their backs going. All that play pass stuff, all the play action bootkeep stuff, that becomes a very pivotal part of the game plan. Um, the New England Patriots have played exceptionally well up front. Um, if they keep Tom Brady clean up the middle with that run game and the things they've been able to do, um, they're a tough team to beat. A lot of people have looked at Rob Gronkowski like he's losing a step. Let me just tell you something something about Rob Gronkowski. He had one of the biggest effects of any player in the divisional playoff round. He had one catch. He was absolutely whipping ass and dispensing justice on the line of scrimmage, blocking defensive ends one-on-one, blocking linebackers one-on-one and just crushing people. So he's, he's exceptional with that kind of stuff. Um, I think it comes down to this. I think it's going to be a great ball game. I think it's going to be a very tightly contested ball game. Um, And it really, as it always does, comes down to turnovers. And can you rattle Jared Goff? One thing I've talked to coordinators about, and this is different coordinators who have faced him, have always felt like if he throws the ball on time, if it's out of his hand quickly to his first read, he's exceptionally accurate where you can eliminate some of his accuracy if you make him hitch and get off the first read and throw it to a secondary receiver. That's where some coordinators that I've talked to have felt like they've got a chance to at least slow down the passing game of the Los Angeles Rams. This is going to be a great game. There's no question about it. Um, I'm just not going to pick against the New England Patriots. I'm not going to pick against Tom Brady. I think it's going to be one of those 31 Twenty-seven type ball games, thirty-one twenty-eight type ball games. I'm going with the New England Patriots. Uh, for everybody involved in the Stinking Truth podcast, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you to wrap it up next week. The Stinking Truth podcast presented by Core Water. Subscribe to the Stinking Truth podcast via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and plenty of other podcast platforms.